What's up, everybody? Welcome to Salah's Corner with the one and only Salah Muhammad. Burr, 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 burr. You know, you're going to have to uh, help me come up with a new intro. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Because, like, I can't just, I can't say that no more. Like, I need, like, a, I don't know, I need something more elaborate that, like, includes you in the intro. We'll come, we'll, 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 we'll figure it out. But it, wh- whatever it is, it has to include air horns. <laughs> whether it's to... me whether it's me just saying the air horns myself or you know the actual was... computerized air horns like it doesn't matter because at some we... point i'm going to say it anyway so nah we got we got to pre-record that one we got to pre-record <laughs> the air horns all right so we're, we're back we took a week off because honestly last week was trash it was fuck it was heavy as fuck yeah there was a lot it was heavy. there's it was a lot that that just went down last week, which we're actually going to talk about a little later. We'll dive into. There's a lot happening right now. That's just like, man. Listen. Who Lord? That's all I yeah. got to say. Yeah. All right. So updates, updates. You got any updates? You back in back in Georgia? I'm back in Georgia. Nope. Same shit. Different toilet. <laughs> you know, just out here trying to stay COVID free. Apparently, it's a struggle for people right now <laughs> to stay COVID free, man. So people big out here struggle. Big struggle. I mean, Georgia has over three hundred thousand cases at this point. I actually, no, we're not as high as Pennsylvania, but like we're up there, and so it's wild. It's wild in these streets, and I'm so upset because I want to get back in the gym. Like I've just started working out again, working out at home, but. I'm used to working out in the gym and it freaking sucks to not be able to use the gym, but I like my life. So, yeah, you know, it's funny, though, because like Bree and I did go to the gym my Tuesday and like it wasn't a lot of people like we we wore our mask the whole time. You know, you wipe down the equipment like before and after you got on. So it was like. It was enough. And like the gym, like gyms operate in a way, most gyms at least operate in a way where they, 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 they highly recirculate air a lot through the building. Mm-hmm. And so like, I felt that was a setting that was comfortable enough. And like people did not play around. Like you didn't see people with the, like, you know, how you see people walking around with the mask under their nose and shit. Like it, it wasn't <laughs> like that at all. People actually wore their mask appropriately. And it was probably, I mean, it was maybe 20 people in the whole gym. Like, it was a big, it was a decent-sized gym. Yeah, my gym is huge. I haven't, I, I don't have an active membership right now, but I was considering getting one. But in my, the gym that's by my house is, is huge. Because it used to be, like, where, it used to be in the shopping center where a department store was. And so it has the whole, like, department store floor plan. Yeah. So it's it's like one of the biggest gym. It's probably the biggest gym in that franchise. Um, I used to work at that gym also because it's literally up the street from my house. So I know how clean it can be if it's clean correctly. But it just freaks me out. And from what I was told, like there's not a lot of people there at all. And I kind of know the traffic anyway, so I kind of know when, if it were to be a lot of people there, when to come and go. But it still just gives me the creeps. It, it freaks me out. Yeah, it's, and plus it's totally I, we, I live with Abu and my mom so you know they both have pre-existing conditions they both I was pre-diabetic my mom is diabetic they're seniors so that within itself 
and then you know my boy has his lung issues and stuff so like it just I'd, I'd rather just work out at home and not have to think about bringing that back to them yeah if it were just me or if I weren't living multi-generationally then I think I would feel a bit more comfortably about it but I, I don't know I just don't want to take the chance yeah, that totally makes sense for sure. This was our first time going and like it took a while for us to like even consider doing it. So we'll see kind of how it goes from there. I jumped all over your updates though. Sorry. Got anything else going on? Nope, just try to lose these pounds and uh, stay COVID free. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. What about Let's... you? What you got? What's What's going on with you? I don't know. Like. I got a lot of things going on, honestly. Like, I'm always, I always got these new events coming up. This weekend, I will be going to a bunch of different events in the city. Oh, my God. My job sent me. I got to send you the picture of this. I have so many boxes of masks. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Like, it's actually ridiculous. Like, I regret even buying masks now. Because you have so many from work. I have <laughs> I have thousands of masks just sitting in boxes here. So this weekend I'll be like basically touring the city, just handing out masks. Honestly, I, not even just this weekend. I'll be uh, I just loaded my car up with six boxes for uh, an event that's taking place or multiple events this weekend. But I'm I'm gonna like basically every weekend. Between now and election day, I'm going to be passing out masks, or basically until I'm out of masks. So I'm wait, did you have masks. the masks when I was still in Philly, or they just no? They just came this week. They just came like two, three days ago. Okay, so I, I could have took like a box or two and just kind of went in the city and like gave them out. Yeah, no, they but... just came a few days ago and they're eating up the space. Like I live on the third floor, so I had to like text my landlord because i put them off to the side i was like hey i'm like I, i'm not bringing all these boxes up here i hope it's cool they're not in a way he's like yeah that's cool i was like all right cool all right they stand down there because i am not bringing <laughs> it's 20 boxes i'm not bringing all of them and they're like Hell big no. fedex boxes like they're big they're decent sized boxes i'll send you the picture yeah after this but if you need masks, hit me up. I'm going to be in the city. So hit me up for real. Like, I really mean that. I'm going to be all over trying to pass these masks out. Like I said, I hit the gym. That's pretty much it. Honestly, like, everything with everything that's going on, like, I've just been, I focus a lot on work lately. Mm-hmm. and really haven't done a lot of other things related. I mean, what is what is there to do, right? There's, there's absolutely nothing to do. Like. Yeah. There's nothing to do. Yeah, COVID. COVID is really putting a damper on. I am. Yeah, oh, I, I am. I'm working on my Halloween costume. I'm making a Halloween costume from scratch. That sounds like fun. I know. Like, I don't have other anything, any other time on my hands. I got another <laughs> project that I'm working on. <laughs> I probably could make one. I don't. I'm not going to. But I mean, because at our house, we have like a big backyard and like I said, I live multi-generationally and we have a really big house. So my sister, lives, our sister lives here. I'm saying my for like the other people. I know you keep saying you. that. <laughs> but it's not for you. I think whatever. So our sister lives here too. And she has kids and she doesn't let them go trick-or-treating. Um, too old. No, they're, they're young. What are you talking about? Billy. 
Oh, I thought you were talking about Dia because you said she was there. Oh, oh, she was here, but yeah, she she didn't come back with us. She she came for a little visit, but you know she has little kids. Yeah, and so she doesn't let them go trick or treating because like oh we're Muslim we don't let them go trick or treating. I went trick or treating as a kid. Umiyabu let me go, and I was out getting me some candy. But I digress. She doesn't let them go trick-or-treating. So she really just has like a party at the house or whatever for them. We buy them a bunch of candy and they dress up and they just have fun. So we're going to do that. But we have like a huge backyard. And so they're talking about like decorating the backyard and like just doing something like that since we can't. That's her plan. So, But I'm not going to dress up. I don't know. I just don't want to. I, I don't want to this year. I usually do want to go to like parties, but I never end up going. But I I love parties. I love socializing. I I'm like like have not been able to act a fool all year because <laughs> like I really need to, and I have not been able to. So I'm hoping like I can at least put this costume on and just you know even if I can go into like an outdoor place that's serving beer or something. Yeah, I would like drink. to go to parties. I just don't usually go to them. Nah, I'm a party animal. But COVID <laughs> is putting it putting the putting a damper on my life. Twenty twenty it, it just keeps twenty twenty in. Yeah. Speaking I of I tweeted COVID, that. I tweeted that like twenty twenty just keeps twenty twenty in. Hashtag Trump got COVID. <laughs> like <laughs> that was that was my tweet. Like like what else can you say? Yeah. But with that debate and apparently because this goes into this is a part of the conversation of trump testing positive for covid apparently the trump family didn't come when they were supposed to to cleveland to be tested so they they came so late that the cleveland clinic couldn't test them so like it could have been known then that he had he he's had it and I, i okay here's my conspiracy theory about this a lot of people are like, oh, he's lying, this and that. I don't think he's lying because Donald Trump sees being sick as a weakness. He prides himself and, and you know, likes to say, oh, I'm the healthiest person. I'm the healthiest president in the world. I'm the healthiest president there's ever been. He prides himself on being healthy. Y'all didn't see my air quotes, but healthy. And like he, he sees being sick as a weakness and he would never admit to being weak. Yeah. And you can you can kind of tell when they're lying and when they're not lying. They're not yeah. lying about this. And I think, and to me, I think that they already knew he had it. They knew Hope had it. They knew he had it. And if that Bloomberg reporter didn't out them, they would have never told anyone. And they were just like, okay, fine. Yes, she has it. Let us say that. Let us put the narrative for the president having it. Like, let us control that part. We'll put it out. That's what I think happened. I think they got caught. The niggas got caught up and they fucking lies. They weren't going to tell anybody shit. Somebody found out and they had to fess up. That's what I think happened. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we can dive right into the segment. So, you know, there's a number of celebrities that are reacting on it. You were just telling me about a video on Instagram. People reacting to it. But like initially, I, I, I've, I've, I've gone back and forth. Initially, I was like... It's of course he has it. It was it was inevitable that he was going to end up getting it just because of how 
his stupid behind has been operating. Yeah. Um, going to rallies and having all of these events and donor parties and whatnot. But then I was like, well, wait a minute. This could actually be a lie. Like, he is, you know, I don't know if everybody remembers. I don't know if you remember, but, like, there was the story about how when he actually did end up being rushed to the hospital, mm-hmm. he has yet to admit that it even take place. And so I found it shocking that they were able, that they, they, they decided to talk about this and share this with people in spite of the fact that like reporters broke the story because the reporters broke that story as well and he's still denying it to this day and so like i was like this could be a ploy for him to just be like to try to downplay the virus as much as possible because we know that's what he's been doing he's trying to downplay the virus as much as possible mm-hmm. but then like right before we start recording you know i got the news alerts and i saw the number of people that were in close proximity to him that are also now being, you know, coming down with the virus. And I was like, all right, well, you can't fake that. Like, that's just, it's too many pe- people catching this and testing positive for the virus and not, and like, you just can't, that's too many people to try to put together to some conspiracy and it be faked. They they would all have to go to the same doctor. Like, they all had to be agreement on it. On that. Like, it's just too many people that needed to be included in that type of conspiracy on such mm-hmm. a short notice. But like Jamel Hill and uh, Philly, Philly native Mark Lamont Hill had like the best one of the best two tweets for it. Uh, Jamel Hill said being angry doesn't make you wish ill on the president. But the hope is that this will be a big wake up call for the people who carelessly follow his lead. And then Mm -hmm. Mark Lamont Hill said as someone who also had it because he had it for a while, actually. Yeah. I don't wish it on anyone either. I find no joy in anyone suffering. However, my sympathy reserve is pretty low for someone who caused unnecessary death, avoids accountability, and mocked mask wearers as recently as two days ago. I'll sleep just fine. And I think that yeah. summarizes like how I feel about it and how a lot of people feel. Like I don't think anybody. I mean, I know there are some people that truly do wish him to die. I don't for other reasons that because. I feel as though folks will, you know, martyr him, but, and he certainly does not deserve that. He also, you know, I think that's an easy way out for him because I think there is some justice that's coming his way, Mm -hmm. but like, it's complicated because like, you don't like, no, I'm not wishing somebody dies, but like, I definitely don't have sympathy for you because you're trash. Like you've caused people to die. Not one one lick. Not one. Like you've actually caused thousands of people to die by how you've responded to this that's not an over exaggeration that's not hyperbole like that's a real thing that you've caused thousands of people to die and so like i definitely do not have any sympathy for him Um, right now really quick breaking news (laughs) i I'm, i'm literally looking at the tv right now but go ahead um senator tom tillis of north carolina has tested positive for coronavirus and he is the second Republican on the judiciary judiciary committee to do so. Yeah, this is wild. This is actually wild stuff. And I'm glad we able to, I think I'm glad we, we switched this around because initially I was thinking of making this a main topic because it's so prevalent in the news right now. But I also thought of it on the sense of, I do not want to dedicate enough time to this man. I know this is, breaking and is probably going to be the large largest story for the next two weeks but i think you know 
yes, long term, I think this is a big deal and, you know, based on what could possibly be the outcome. But I think there's a lot of other pressing issues related to black people and, and conversations mm-hmm. related to black people that we can talk about. But yeah, that this shit is wild. much more weight. But it's, it's, it's important to talk about. It's definitely something that we need to continue to discuss because with the, the president having COVID-19 is a big it's a big deal. Like, yeah, that it's, might a, it's be a big a... deal. But it's not something that I'm not going to lose sleep over it in the slightest. That that, uh, that might be. I mean, I guess depending on this, how this week goes out, we might have to do this on on next episode, and maybe actually dedicate a full because there is a thought process that comes out of this of like what happens, what happens if all if a number of these people end up be you know passing away. Like he's hospitalized right now, and so yeah. like. Like he could actually die within the next couple of days. Like we've seen cases but, where right, people have have had it, and then two days later, and quickly right, diminish. Right, right, right. And so, like that could actually be a scenario. And so, like, yeah, I th- I think it is worth if he survives the week. You know, I'm not wishing him to die before the end of the week. That we actually, you know, play that, talk, have that thought experiment, and talk that out. Yeah, a little because bit. um, they're already discussing the line of secession. Like, and and he. He has comorbidities, like whether they want to admit it or not, people have eyes. He's he's old. He's He's obese. He's obese. And with that, he has to have some kind of cardiovascular disease. Yeah. Like, come on, bro. Like people healthier than him have died from this. So they need to. And that's one of the things about this. One of the things about that that was pissed. That's been pissing me off. Like. The whole narrative of, oh, he'll be fine. Like, they can, they're continuing to say this all day. He'll be fine. He has the best health care, this and that, there, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he has Obamacare because you got a job, bro. That's why you got health care. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a pre-existing condition after this. And yep. he's currently in court trying to get rid of pre-existing condition coverages. So there's that. But, like, just because he has good health care does not mean he's going to survive. That's not a shoe in that he's going to be okay. It's, it's just not. I People think, healthier than him have succumbed to this disease, and they need to be realistic about it and stop downplaying it. I, I hopefully like like the tweet said from Mark Lamont Hill. Hopefully that wakes people's eyes up about like how serious this is because their their leader has <laughs> now not, come down with this. But I was I was I'm watching doubtful. Twitter. I, I was watching Twitter. No, they they're already arming themselves up. They've already started the conspiracy theories of he was fine before the he was fine before the debates. So I don't put anything past the Dems. They did this to him. Like I've seen the tweets already. Oh Lord. Yeah. I I, I'm not touching that one. That's so we can move on. (laughs) So what's new in Philly? (laughs) Yeah. Moving on. Anywho, it's out there though. We gotta we gotta pay attention. Yeah. So this was this was a story that like the news is so I I have to say this for folks who don't understand. Like, I know a lot of people think that all of this stuff that's in politics is like, oh, this is how things are normally or it's it's all corrupt. No, like there is a level of corruption and fuckery that has been prevalent for the last 10 years that is brand new to mm-hmm. like government and politics. So in Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania, so not necessarily Philly specifically, but Pennsylvania, 
they, the state legislature just, you know, they put forth an amendment to create a select committee to oversee the election. Why is that a big deal? That basically gives them the power to like cast out people's votes. And mind you, the Pennsylvania legislature is controlled by Republicans. Right. It's, it's, and it's, so like, it's, it's such, it's such bullshit. Like it's, it's, it's done in a way where they are trying to set up a system to say, hey, we don't think the election was run right. We think that people had the access and and ability to vote or these group of vote-by-mail ballots shouldn't be counted for whatever reason. We're going to toss them all out. They're setting it up to really, like, take people's rights about voting away. And, like, this shit, while that aspect of government has always been there with very hardline conservative people, specifically racist ones, it's so ingrained right now in every and party politics and the entirety of the Republican Party that like, this is ridiculous. This is a moment that people really need to understand what's happening and why this is so distinct from from things that's happened in the past. Yeah, I agree. I think that I mean, they've always been who they are. I think it got so I with them, but with white people becoming on the road to becoming the minority, and they see the way the demographics are shifting and we're becoming more, we're attempting to live up to what the founding fathers initially set on, even though they never intended on having the full inclusion that they, that, that they perpetual, like that, that they discussed, that they that lived for. Because we're getting closer to that, white people don't want to share. And yeah. so they to hold on to their power. They'll do everything that they can to disenfranchise whomever they can to get what they want even if that means other white people yeah their their existence is at threat i mean you know i i firmly believe that we're, we're seeing republican policies you know being enacted and you know they're winning certain elections through gerrymandering stuff like that but we're seeing an uptick of of all of this energy around their movement because they see a direct threat to their existence because the future does not look like them. Like the future mm-hmm. of, of party politics, the future of governing does not look like the conservative movement. And so we're seeing them do all of these types of power grabs so that they can hold on to the power because they don't have the votes. They don't have the people behind them by and yeah. large. And so like it's 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 so different than what we've seen in the past and I, I i like that this is a prime example of that in pennsylvania pennsylvania is so crazy right now i know i say that every time we talk <laughs> i mean but it's true georgia's always been crazy so i don't even have to say that shit but but another another reason why though is things they're becoming so much more blatant than they have been in the past is because people are more educated than they have ever been you know, I mean, there's still a lot of people who aren't educated and their goal is to remove, you know, teaching civics from school. They've re- they've removed it. You know, you don't get that education until you get into college if you yep. sign up for those classes. You know, they, 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 are, they make it hard for people to vote and understand how the political process works so that people want to be disengaged from it because they constantly see that they're, they're bombarding people with things that they don't want and, and, and gumming up the system and making it difficult on purpose so that people disengage from it. Like they're doing all of these things on purpose because people are, they're hip to it. We have the internet and we have social media to be able to connect 
across the globe, let alone the country. So everything is working counterintuitive for them because people can see now. And so they have to, one, remove the educational processes from understanding how to engage in it. And then when you do engage, make it so difficult for equality to manifest itself that you disengage from it. It's yeah. It's 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 malicious. It's it's fucking evil, really. Yeah, I mean it's it's they're only interested in self-preservation at this point, and that's yep. really that's really what it boils down to. Anyway, what's 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 happening? Where are you at? Where well, there's a lot happening, but I wanted to talk about something that is a bit happier and kind of. It's still in line, not even kind of, it's, it is still in line with just the way 2020 is 2020. And right now, schools and nonprofits here are offering help to families who are facing eviction. So there's this nonprofit here called Star C, and they created an eviction relief fund that helps people with children who are enrolled in the Atlanta public school system pay their rent. They have about 136000 dollars so far yeah and the and renters can apply for up to 3200 in rental assistance i thought that was pretty cool especially with people lose the moratorium on rent is over so yep. a lot of people are about to be evicted from their homes so i i thought that was pretty cool and i wanted to highlight that that's pretty cool it's always good to highlight some of the good stuff i think sometimes i send so much time in the weeds of this like filth <laughs> with yeah. the work with like the full-time job and the news and keeping up with everything and articles writing and all of that that like the good stories are good. People need to hear the good stories. Uh, yeah, because not, you get not so... Not the, like, fluff pieces. Yeah, it's just because you're so inundated with bad news all the time. It's like you... Ha to, to see something positive kind of gives you the reassurance that, okay, there are good things happening and gives you a little bit of motivation to, to stay the course because politics and civic engagement is a long game. It's not yeah. a short game. It's a long game. You got to keep going even when things don't look like they're going in your favor you just gotta keep going you, you just gotta keep going so seeing the good stuff it, it helps out so if you are in atlanta um in the atlanta area and your child is in the atlantic public school system you can just go to their website and they have a bunch of different services that they offer to people that need help with virtual school support financial assistance internet things like that so definitely Hop over to atlantapublicschools.us if you are, if you have a child in the Atlanta public school system. That's pretty dope. I'm going to uh, drop the link for that in the uh, show notes so folks can easily click on that. I appreciate mm -hmm. that. That's a good, that's a good uplift. All right. So that I think that's a good high note to take a break on. Yeah. <laughs> before we go back <laughs> down again. Before we and, get to some uh, bullshit. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with our main topic. Here at Salah's Corner, I am always looking to connect with new people, hear new perspectives, and share new stories. And right now, I want to hear from you. Email me at realtalk at salahscorner.com and we can get your story featured on our next episode. All right, welcome back. So, like I said, last week we last week sucked. 
and so like we initially were going to record we were going to record two different topics initially we were going to what was your first initial topic again people being like a defeatist mentality yeah. and allowing politics to put them in a defeatist place to where they just feel like well why, why the, the fuck should i be voting anyway these nothing changes no matter how much i vote that topic also i think plays into this this one what we're going to do and it so does. like when you know we talked about that or uh, doing that as a topic and then we got the we got the grand jury decision from the brianna taylor case and we were like all right well we should definitely just dedicate an episode to that but then honestly the week really just was a damper and so we didn't record last week shocking you should know that by now and so i felt as though like initially when we we were talking about this episode i was like you know we should we should like this is big news like the trump is now hospitalized at this point with covid but then like i sat and i was like nah fuck that yo like the brianna taylor (laughs) decision is like should be talked about and should be uplifted because everybody else is going to be talking about the whole Trump thing. We can dedicate a small segment to that, but I think this story needs to it's be more uplifted and, and talked about as particularly in our community because in spite of this whole Trump nonsense, because I don't think enough people are talking about it. The grand jury tapes have finally been released. And so for folks who don't know, I'll go into a little bit of a breakdown. So the, you know, we all know the story of Breonna Taylor. She was sleeping in her home, she was with her boyfriend. The police came knocking. They say that they announced themselves. The boyfriend didn't hear it. It's overnight. Obviously, there is a lot of room for error in a situation like that. I know if anybody were to come banging on my door at night, I don't care. You know, if I'm if I'm awoken from my sleep, I'm probably disoriented. I can't hear them. And at the second, if I know if somebody busts down my door, if I got a gun, I'm probably going to start shooting as well. Right. Um, and so yeah. that's what happened. And Brianna Taylor was murdered. And I think it's important that we call it that because it was fucking murder. You know, I, I, I don't I it, like the whole concept of this. Like before we even dive deeper into the whole case details and the grand jury and, you know, whether they even presented charges to the officers, because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like. The, office, the the grand jury weren't presented with murder charges for these officers involved in a shooting and this murder. But like the idea, whether you're whether you're the president of the fucking United States, whether you are any like whether you're God, <laughs> the idea of you busting down somebody's door in the middle of the night and them not reacting, no matter how loud you announce yourself, rather than not reacting fearful for their life is absurd like any any like i any person that thinks that that is a tactic that should be utilized is a fucking idiot like of course the person is going to react like their life is being threatened because you're bursting down their fucking door i don't care if you announce yourself as the police i could have been sleeping i could wake up with fucking terror i could be an army veteran and could be reliving a moment that I just experienced in war and now I'm having these PTSD flashbacks and reacting from it because I think I'm in that environment again because police Mm -hmm. are knocking down the wrong door at that because that was an element of this. And so like the idea of just these no knock warrants or not or just, you know, middle of the night, I'm just going to break down your door warrants. It's fucking ridiculous. It's honestly ridiculous. And Mm -hmm. it's just it's asking for somebody to be murdered. 
that I, I needed to get that out off my chest. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I when 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 the whole when the when Daniel Cameron did his announcement, his when he did what he did, right afterwards, I I not even after I cried. I felt so empty and just that's kind of what led to the initial not not initially, but I felt defeated. I felt defeated, and I think. Though I knew that that was what the outcome was going to be, it still hit hard. And I think it hit even harder because it was a black man doing it. Yeah. Like that really, I was, I can't even explain my feelings because I was so heartbroken. And so for me, it was just anger. But I, I had a, an, infl, an immediate influx of sadness that I wasn't expecting to feel. And I was texting you. You remember, I was texting you like, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry to be throwing this up on you. Like it was, it was a whole thing. Like it was just, it was devastating. Yeah, It was devastating. And it made it, like I said, it made it even more devastating because it was a black man that was doing it. And it's like, I was having a conversation with somebody about this. I was telling them like, you know, black women and black, they were talking about how black women and black men need to stop the back, back and forth bickering. Like we need to come together. Like this isn't the time, which I don't entirely disagree with. Like we do need to heal wounds, get together because we got to do this together. Like nobody's going to love us like we will and i believe that to a certain extent because black women ride for black men like we 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 talk our shit we say all kind of men are trash and all of this and that we will say that but at the end of the day we still choose black men like we'll say everything all the negative things that black men do to us and all we'll do the whole we'll run down the whole ticket but at the end of the day more often than not Black women still choose black men. When the tables are turned, that is not what happens. Black men don't choose black women. Black men are always get the like. Who was it? A uh, trick daddy. Oh y'all, y'all, y'all black bitches better get it together because these white bitches and these Latina bitches they coming for it. Like this was this. He said this shit. That's like, wild. They, they say this shit out loud to us. And not even just out loud, so it's like, we can see what you value. Because when they become these stars that they want to be, which is fine. Like, if that's what if that's your aim to be a, a huge star in whatever avenue it is that you're in, cool. But they pick women that don't look anything like them, but have our features. Have our curvy bodies. Wear our skin as fucking swag. But they don't choose us. They continuously make they make a concerted effort to not choose us and choose outside of us. But we we always choose you. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and that, that was one of the things that was going through my mind. It was just it was it was rough. It was rough. Yeah, it, it's 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 unfortunate. I mean, it, and it's beyond unfortunate. Honestly, it's purposeful. Like it's done in a, in a way that was that is meant to make you know black people black women feel like they're second class people i i truly think so you know because when you go into the details of this particular case you know like i said they you know it sounds like and they're still like there it's like 20 hours of grand well let me backtrack actually so after the decision came out they charged they charge one officer with shooting a neighbor's wall. 
a, a white neighbor's wall. A white, white neighbor's neighbor. wall, but not and and you know they were they were you know now they're being prosecuted because the neighbors hit the wall or the bullets hit the hit the person's wall and not a black person's body, a black woman's body, and so like a a a juror came forward, got a lawyer said that they wanted to be able to speak publicly they wanted the, the the audio of the grand jury testimonies to be public and so that was recently released and so now there's 20 hours of footage that's still being combed through which is one of the reasons why i also wanted to make sure that we dedicated this to this topic because given the latest news with the president folks aren't necessarily combing through that audio footage yeah. right now and with the, like the debates and, and all of that. And so like, I think this is important to kind of run through. And there's a section of, there's a section of the audio that I did that I was, was paying attention to earlier. And it was, it was, it was describing the neighbors hearing what took place in the shooting. And one of the neighbors said that they heard, they didn't hear the shooting or they didn't hear the police they heard they just heard the gunshots and so they went outside to talk to to they called the police they went outside to figure out what was going on and then incidentally obviously ran into the police mm-hmm. and then they they i i got i'm looking for this 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 quote because it it's like it i think it sums up exactly what like how they felt just going in to this decision give me one second let me find this quote i mean there's a lot of there's so many quotes here that you can use to show just the blatant disregard for brianna as a person like they said one of the one of them right here it says it was supposed to be her and her kid maybe even her and a small child there so that's why we decided to knock where they say they had a no knock but they decided to knock because it could have been a kid there so knowing that there could have been a kid there with if that with that being your thought process, you decide to start fucking shooting. Yeah, like, yeah, that that that's what? one of the parts I was I was referring to. You know, so they they knew they they believed that children were going to be there, and when shots are fired at them, they decide that they're going to. Well, one, you decide that you're going to do this in the middle of the night, which is just fucked up. But then when you are, you know, shots are fired back at you. You you are surprised and you end up shooting back. So you kn- went in there knowingly that you could possibly be murdering a child when when carrying out this this warrant. And so the so the clip goes, you know, one of the neighbors identified the officers, asked them what was you know called nine one one, went outside, she spots an officer at the scene, asks what happens, and the officer tells her some drug dealing girl shot at the police. So like. Before understanding the dynamic of who you just murdered and who you just shot it, that shows that you went in with this this mindset that you didn't care about the life that was actually inside. You didn't care about what was happening to the people inside. You didn't care what was possibly going to be the outcome of this murder. You looked at this as a drug dealing person who shot at the police. So they needed to be shot back at. And that was it. And like that in itself just outlines the carelessness of how they execute these warrants, but also the attitude that police have about black people and about black women. That that statement alone sums up, I think, what a lot of people feel and like the anger and why they feel that anger. And like why I go back, I think back to the segments that I did over the summer 
why we need a, a strong defunding of police and why, you know, the bare minimum that these types of warrants should never be executed. And then, like, to, to another reason to show that they have just blatant disregard for people's lives. One of the jurors asks the officers, were they aware that the police had made contact with Brianna's ex-boyfriend, Marcus Glover, that they, if they knew that they, he was already in custody before serving the warrant. And the investigator, Jeff Fogg, who is an investigator for the Attorney General's Department in Louisville, uh, Kentucky, he says, yes, I believe they were, yes. So you already knew that he was in custody and they already, wait, so I can't, the, the, it's so much stuff, I, I, I forget the timeline sometimes. Did they go to, did they go to Marcus before or after they issued the warrant to try and clean that shit up or was it before? You mean, you mean the, not the warrant, you mean the, the, when they had him in custody about the confession thing? Yeah. Was that before or after? That was, that was after, that was recently, that was a few weeks ago. So he had already been in custody. Um, Right. Right. So they knew he was in custody already and they already, and they had, they falsified the warrant anyway, because they said that like the the mail inspector or they were asking like the, the postal service if there were any packages, specific types of packages delivered to the house. And they were constantly told no, that nothing has been delivered to the house. So they knew that she didn't have anything. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they, they, they choose to denote her as the drug dealing girl who they knew didn't have shit in her fucking house. And yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's there, enraging. There's, there's it's a enraging. lot. And I, I mean, you know, you you can make a case for that, you know, the fact that they were issuing a warrant and executing a warrant for a person that was already in custody is a problem. Right. But then you can make a you can make an argument to say, OK, well, the officers were doing their job and executing the warrant like they were given, which is BS, because I, I just I, I don't think you should you know be executing, executing any warrants of, of this nature. But even granted, you know, they were doing their job, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. the idea that like they already had the mindset of this person is a is guilty, is already guilty of whatever we are are, we are arresting them for because we're going in with the mindset of this is this drug dealing girlfriend or this drug dealing girl couple and just abandon just shooting blindly into someone's home after you break into it at night and so like on multiple levels because it's not just the police who responded to the incident or who who you know who who went in for this arrest it's it's the whole system itself that's so messed up that is set up so that someone can die in this type of victimization when you're really just trying to arrest someone and again I keep going back to this, that you had the wrong location to begin with. There's a, there's a similar story in Philly a few, it was like two years ago. And it was a case. I, I, I'm, I'm going to forget his name at the moment. I'm going to try to pull it up uh, as I talk about it. But uh, a man was, he pulled into a street. I shared this on my Instagram page not too long ago. Jeffrey Dennis, a Philadelphia resident who, who he pulled over on, on a block he was, pull, he was pulling out, and it's a one-way street. A cop car 
an unidentified, unmarked cop car cuts him off and stops him from exiting the street. Remind you, this is a one-way street. Another car, unmarked cop car, comes up behind him. So they've now boxed this person in on a one-way street. These are unmarked cars. There's no identifying markers that these are police. They have not shown badges. They have not, you know, put on sirens and said pull over. It looks, the video looks like a mob hit. Yeah, it looked like he'd be a run up on. It looks like he's being run up on, you know, and I remember seeing this video and thinking about like, wow, like we are really, we really truly give police the power to execute us at any given moment if we decide to disobey them or if we feel as though that we are in threat by just being in their presence, by them Mm -hmm. giving us commands, even when we don't even recognize them being police. And for anybody watching this, right, because just really quick, they were all dressed in plain clothes. They when were all they, dressed when, in plain when they clothes. They raided her house. They were in plain yep. clothes. Yep, yep. And so, like you know, there, there, are, we see elements of these types of stories all over the place. You know, and I, I thought of that that Philly incident because it was, you know, I ended up going down to, you know, there was a hearing that took place in Philadelphia to see if they were going to try the the officers in that case. Ultimately, nothing ended up happening with this person. This is another case that Lee Merritt is is pursuing, you know. So we like I it was myself, he was down there, you know, I didn't I won't I'm not saying that I know him or anything. He was just there, you know, because that the, he was, you know, taking on this case and I wanted to show up and support. And, and you for know, those a, who don't know, he's activists. the attorney for grassroots law. Like the lead uh, attorney for grassroots law. For those who don't know, you need to know. I, I never, I'm not, I was about to get into a whole other debate about him and Sean <laughs> King, but I'm not going to do that on this episode. We're going to have to talk about that on another episode too. I, I need the tea because I don't, I don't, I have a soul don't pay that much attention to stuff like that because I just don't, but we going, we could talk about it and I'll, I'm sure I'll have opinion, but. We'll, we'll have to dedicate an episode to activism specifically, like mm-hmm. what, just activism in general, but like. Yeah. You know, I, there was a number of activists that were there and like the police ended up closing down the hearing when they saw the number of people that were there, when they saw the media presence and ended up having these these meetings behind closed doors. And it's just like the whole system is designed to put us into a, a position where we feel threatened for our life. It's designed to then kill us mm-hmm. and then designed to cover it up. Yeah. And like it's it's so sickening. And I, I for the life of me, I can't understand why folks don't understand the problems with policing, the problems with the system that is is grown out of the punishment and the the setting a second class citizenship for black people. Why we need to reform that and why we need to radically change that and why we need to cut ties with any remnants of a system that was in place. I like I don't understand why people don't understand that. Yeah, I, there's there's no reformation of you can't reform a system that is working properly. Yeah. Like the conception yeah. of the system is to do exactly what it's doing. There's no reformation in that. You got to blow that shit up and start the fuck over. And so and I, think, I, I, I think you can be a, I think you can want to defund the police and still and still have positive thoughts and want democracy to work. I know a lot of people are don't think that that's possible. Like people don't think that you can want to defund the police and still support Kamala Harris. But yeah, there, there are some fundamental defunding the police, criminal justice system, policing, culture, all of that stuff. There are fundamental questions 
that need to be expounded upon and need to be talked about that we just are not having. Because when you say things like defund the police, when you say things like, you know, the criminal justice system is built on, you know, slave patrols, when you talk about policing being built on slave patrols and, and, and all of that, like it just shuts down the argument for anybody who disagrees with you. And so like there are fundamental ideologies that needs to be addressed. I think we did a little bit of that over the summer when we held some of our, our Zoom meetings and, and discussions and community discussions mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, I don't think, I think one, I think a, a large number of people are not ready for, but two, I think there well, the button is still being pushed on that. And like, hopefully, you know, with all of the work that people are doing with leading up to this election and hopefully they stay committed beyond that, can start to really still push the needle forward. Defunding the police, you know, does not mean get rid of all police like tomorrow. It does not mean that everybody should just be roam free and just be let out of prisons. It does not mean any of those things. It does mean a path towards changing how we interact and how we police society. That doesn't pigeonhole black people into a corner and doesn't victimize them even more for the conditions that they've been currently lived in. Because case in point... Daniel Cameron didn't even pursue charges against Mattingly and Cosgrove. Right. They they did not even pursue charges. And that is a part of the problem of policing. That they're allowed to murder people with impunity. Just murder someone in their home and it means absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I and I think that's another reason why it was is so it's so demoralizing in a way because Matt Arbery's murderers, one was an ex-police officer, he was arrested. Mm-hmm. He was at least arrested. Like George Floyd's murderers were arrested. Breonna Taylor's murderers weren't even fucking arrested to even get indicted on anything. Like, yeah, they were never even fucking arrested. Like, that shows black women that we we aren't even worth an investigation. We aren't even worth a look at to see anything, to find the truth. Like, it means nothing. Yeah. It, it like black women mean nothing. Yeah. It's it's <sighs> it's it's wild. And I and I you know I go back to in a, in a moment of trying to like uplift lift this a little bit. I I I think back to like. There is a lot of work on the ground. I think the fact that defund the police is thrust into, you know, the main conversation. To even even though Joe Biden said he's not for defunding the police, the fact that it was a part of the presidential debate means that it's being thrust up in a way where people are paying attention and people are, you know, understand that this is something that's not just going to disappear. It's not being taken lightly. It needs to be addressed when we talk about like changing, changing things. Anything else you want to add in there to about the segment? Protect black women. Just protect black women. We fight for everybody and no one fights for us. I mean, I'm proud of the people that are stepping up now. And, you know, the people that are speaking out now, but every black woman, regardless of whether she fits into your narrative of what a black woman should look like, what her sexuality is, who she, who, however she chooses to identify or not identify, just protect black women. 
it can't get more simple than that, honestly. Protect black women and, and support black women and, and, and understand that a lot of these policies that people push forward is about protecting those who are on the bottom. Because when you protect the people that are on the bottom, everybody above will benefit. <laughs> it's really that that simple. And so mm-hmm. a lot of these situations, when you talk about black people being on the bottom, on the bottom of that tends to be black women. So, all right, let's take a quick break. Let's decompress. These last two weeks have been rough, but let's 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 take a quick break. We're going to come back with our whack asses of the week nominations. Hey, everybody. I know throughout this pandemic, everyone has been saying we're all in this together. Well, here at Salas Corner, I want to really hear from you and what you're enduring during this pandemic. Give us a call, leave us a voice memo, and we'll play that on our next episode of Salas Corner. That number is 267-225-5891. Share with me your thoughts, your feelings, things that you're doing to survive during this pandemic, and you'll get your memo featured on the next episode of Salas Corner. All right, we back. Welcome back. So last week, you know, you keep nominating people. I, sh- I shouldn't <laughs> say last week. I should say two weeks ago. But you keep nominating people that, that win. So the first week we did this, who do we say? I said I said Jim Kenny. You said Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. Of course, everybody's going to pick Mitch McConnell because he's a fucking, he's a goon. He's a, he's the he's devil. a you know, Senator Turkey, Turkey Neck. Um, they call him Turtle McTurtle. Turtle McTurtle. I can't stand him. I can't stand that man. He's <laughs> he's just literally the worst. Did you see so the, everyone, the, the the pictures on Twitter of like his face and then like a turtle's face? It looks they look no, exactly alike. I didn't. That's it's hilarious. Great. And there's like apparently um, like a bunch of turtle videos of him like around. But this stems from something a while back with turtles, which where he got the nickname from. But just look <laughs> look it up. It's 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 great. Look it up. <laughs> that's gonna be my. You know, back in the day, I used to have like whenever I needed a laugh. I would, I had this like webpage save. It was called Bushisms and it was like things like the stupidest shit that George Bush said. Mm-hmm. So like this might be my new thing with Mitch McConnell. <laughs> like whenever I need a good laugh, I just need to look at some turtle memes of right. Mitch McConnell. That man is literally <laughs> the worst. He's, anyway, he's so what was, what, what was the week after that? Who did I say? I said, you said ice, which is like, again, how can you compete with ice? Like, of course, it's ice. I said Michael Caputo. Of course, ice won by a landslide. So, you know, I, I really have been sitting here thinking about, like, who who's going to be my because obs- I'm going for all of the like obscure picks. So I, I'm yeah. going to try to I'm going to try to keep that momentum going. So I'm, I'm going to let you go while I think about this for a minute. Who's your who's your whack ass this week? My whack ass of the week. Well, I don't even think I need to say why. It's very self-explanatory. But my whack ass of the week is Daniel Cameron, Attorney General of Kentucky. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a strong whack ass. Honestly, yeah, I I, I actually would. I'm a, I'm a I'm a do something I I don't reckon necessarily recommend doing. I won't probably do it again, but I'm going to also go with Daniel Cameron cuz like I mean, I don't see anything wrong. He he deserves it because we didn't do one last week. So yeah. technically, he can be whack ass of the week for last week because of the the shit that he pulled with that press conference. And then he could be whack ass for this week too for trying to delay the the transcripts for a week when he didn't yeah. even need a fucking week. Yeah, yep. So Daniel Cameron's our whack ass. Yeah, 
Uh, he definitely earned whack ass of the week. And then my hero, sure. my hero. We don't we don't do this, but my hero of last week is Tamika Palmer. Mm. She shut him the fuck down. My uh, see, you you about to make us start a new trend. I don't want to start a new trend. But <laughs> I'm just look, saying, my... I had I had to mention it. I couldn't not mention. If you haven't seen the video of Tamika Palmer just ripping him a new asshole, please go look it up. Because I was watching it when she was doing it live, and they cut that shit off. They were like, "No, we can't let." They cut her off. And they get, they came out of the live footage and moved on to something else. Like, wow, the way she was just ripping his soul from his body was it was it was deserved. She was right. She was, it was justified. Thank you, Fair as always. Any last words before we before we send off? Protect black women. Listen to black women. We we usually right. That's it. Words of wisdom, y'all. Protect black women. Uplift black women. Protect them. Like it's it's really that simple. Email me all your hate mail at realtalk at salazcorner.com. Follow me on Instagram and uh, Twitter and Facebook at Salaz Corner. And until next time, peace out. Burr, 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 burr. You and these air horns.